Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects 
vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. If you'd like to contact the show tonight, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. You can also follow us on Gab and Gitter. We're still building our audiences there, though. That's Gab and Gitter. Search Secret Teachings or TST Radio there on those two platforms. And if you'd like to call the show tonight, 520-367-2064, that's 520-367-2064. I'm not sure if we're going to take calls tonight. We are starting a little bit later this evening. So we'll have a short introduction here, and then we will proceed with the show as normal. We had a lot of technical difficulties tonight. The PC that I'm running here is not very kind to me. I'm not really a PC kind of a person, and the PC also doesn't like me. But the MacBook seems to be working well, I guess... Uh, the more slave labor you use, the better the machine works. You know what I mean? Anyway, The Secret Teachings, we are live. It is January 24th into the 25th, Monday and Tuesday of 2022. Tonight's broadcast is called Ask Me About My Rights. It's a show title I came up with the other day, and I thought it would apply to something that we were going to talk about in the very, very near future. And so I decided to Slate it for tonight's broadcast. Ask me about my rights. But tonight's show isn't really going to be about rights. It isn't really going to be about law. It isn't really going to be about anything in the promo picture, although it kind of is about everything in the promo picture. Tonight's show is about empowerment, but not the kind of empowerment that you get from going to a metaphysical shop or going to Barnes & Noble and getting a book on magic. In the And this is what... Barnes & Noble actually calls the esoteric section. They call it the freaks and geeks section. And, uh, you know, you might be able to find something there that's helpful, that's beneficial, but I don't really look at empowerment in the same way that other people do. I look at empowerment as something that, and this is strictly an opinion, I look at empowerment as something that the individual has to actively engage in making a difference in their own lives and in the lives of others. It's not something that you can just wish and hope. You know, if you're looking at something from the point of view of magic and directionalizing your will, yes, certain items can help you to directionalize it, certainly. But in terms of taking charge and doing it yourself, you don't necessarily need magic to do it. Except magic really is at the heart of everything because what I want to tell you, what I want to share with you tonight, deals with language. It deals with words. And it does deal with law to some extent. It does deal with rights to some extent. Because if you know anything about law, if you know anything about the legal system, any legal system, it's all about wording. That's what media does for a, a consistent 24-hour-a-day broadcast, is they broadcast words that have different meanings to different people, and those words create our reality, and those words are 
made up of letters, which of course are symbols, which of course have their own vibrations. So that's why we spell things. That's why we curse things. We write in cursive. Words are magical. And I tell you, I tell you all this, and I say all this because you know when someone thinks, okay, the show is about rights, or the show is about, oh, there's an American flag there. It must be about America, or there's Lady Liberty there, and look, she has a sword, and justice is swift, and justice is blind, and all this rhetoric and, and all the things that we assume when we see these types of symbols. And, and again, the secret teachings is about those things, but it's about a lot more than just those things. The secret teachings is about looking at all of those things through the lens of the esoteric. It's about looking at history through contemporary eyes and then looking at contemporary things through the eyes and the lens of history. It's looking at things that are both mundane and divine and comparing and contrasting them to get a better understanding of what those things mean. At least that's my intention, and that's what I intend to bring to you here on the broadcast this evening. You can check our website out at thesecretteachings.info if you missed any of our previous broadcasts. Last week we had a really interesting show on Thursday. That show, like all the other shows, are in the archive at thesecretteachings.info. You can access the free archive if you're looking for the show on Apple Podcasts in particular. You'll have to search the show again. Tell your friends, tell your family, anybody that listens to the show, tell people on social media. I've been informing everybody. People keep asking me where the show is. It hasn't been updated. It has been, but it's, it's a new feed, and there have been some technical difficulties there as well. So Apple is updated. You just have to search the show again. You can find a plug-in to the RSS feed on the website of the free archive. You can access the embedded player there. You can use the plug-in i.e. the RSS feed, plug that into your podcast player, and you can also find links to all of the different podcast players. So everything is on the website at thesecretteachings.info. If you want the advertisement-free version of all of that, of course, you can subscribe to the show to get access to the free archive. You get a free private RSS feed with that, kind of uh, a new thing that we can offer now, kind of like a courtesy. And we also have the montage archive and all of my digital books. It's all available on the website at thesecretteachings.info. And again, if you'd like to contact me, it's rdgable at yahoo.com. Tonight we have an interesting show, and I have brought onto the broadcast this evening my fiance and my best friend Hope, who is going to discuss with us an experience that she had that is something that all of you need to hear about and all of you need to know. And although it's about things that might be construed as political, it's, con- it's about things that might be construed as pro or anti. It's about the action and the reaction that's important and that's empowering. And here, just very, very briefly, I'm going to open up Hope's microphone. I really appreciate you staying up because she, she loves her sleep. And she stayed up very late tonight. It is almost 1230 Midnight, where we are here in the beautiful state of Arizona, January 25th, Tuesday, 2022. Are you awake? Barely. Barely awake. Okay. Well, let's, we're going to take a break and then we'll come back and we'll get into the show. So we'll give you a few more minutes to wake up. Does that sound good? Sounds great. All right. So we're going to, what are we going to hear about tonight? We're going to hear about a story, an experience that you had and something that both of us solved together. And I think that this is empowering for audiences. Yeah, this was a recent experience, which is something that was really important to me because 
we have we just moved to 2000 miles away from where we were living in New York basically to avoid having to deal with this kind of stuff so that because here in Arizona things aren't as quite as they're not as radical tyrannical as they are in our at least my home state of New York so I was I was really upset when this first happened and that this was going to be the reality but with some some fighting and some intel from Ryan here we ended up making it through and came out on the other side and actually ended up well I'm going to save I'm going to save how it ended up yeah save save the story let's just play it out play it out we'll save the story I'm Ryan Gable this is the secret teachings this is my best friend and fiance Hope She's been on the show several times. She spent some time with us, of course, on radio when we did our cross-country road trip. And we're going to share an, an interesting story with you this evening. I, I really am not intending to hype it up, but, it, but it's something that does hype me up. And I want to share this with you. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teaching. Stay with us. It's the month of Janus and the year of the Tiger 2022. Here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is The Secret Teachings Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the name and start listening today for free. But if you want to avoid those annoying ads, head on over to thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to the ad-free archive. It's got old shows, new shows, and you can also download Ryan's digital books. Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of my research in your hands, visit our website and grab physical and digital copies of my books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, theology, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. And food philosophy might just change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Remember, shipping is always included with the books. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and get your copy today. The Secret Teachings is now on Gab and Getter. Search Ryan Gable on both to find the show or stick with The Secret Teachings in the Metaverse. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Did you hear that scientists recently discovered radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm nor deny we are broadcasting from that neck of the woods. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in paranormal talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore The Secret Teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? 
Hey, this is Charlie Robinson, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This is David Icke from DavidIcke.com, author of The Phantom Self and The Perception Deception, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is the Secret Teachings radio broadcast, broadcasting five nights a week, Monday through Friday, here on the Fringe FM, Saturday mornings on Aftermath FM, the full show archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you'd like to contact us, rdgable at yahoo.com. Tonight, I wanted to share an interesting story with you, something I think is very empowering and something that is, I don't want to say uniquely empowering, I just think it's empowering in a way that is kind of unconventional. It's unconventional because it requires a lot of responsibility and it requires a lot of courage. And here in studio with me is my fiance and my friend Hope. She is going to share with us the story that she went through and she experienced. And with my assistance, we were able to conclude this story. Again, it's not about whether you're pro or anti anything. It's about the story itself and it's about the result of that story. So. First, uh, first, first of all, and, and again, thank you for being able to stay up because it's now 12.32 in the morning here, January 25th, 2022 in Arizona, and you're awake finally. The break helped you out. Tell us a little bit about what happened, and we're not going to use the business's name for your own sake. You said that, but tell us a little bit about what went down. Um, so to preface, this involves masking, hence the mask on Lady Liberty in the promo. Um, so I don't know where to start. So uh, this has been a long time coming, this job. I had this job lined up before we moved and I went in for my first interview about mid-December and they were fine. Nobody said anything to me about wearing a mask. I just walked in. Um, the county that we're in didn't have any mandates or resolutions or anything recommending or requesting or requiring masking for anybody. It was pretty free range. So as I mentioned before, we were pretty excited about that, given that compared to, compared to New what, York, especially what we've heard recently from our friends still there. Our one friend is basically being threatened for talking to people and sharing her opinions about certain things while at work. So hearing that was pretty shocking and just how different things can be depending on where you are. So it was kind of good confirmation that we did the right thing leaving New York when we did. Um, But so after I had the interview, everything was great. I ended up starting after the new year. My first day was January 3rd. Um, I came in, it was fine doing the onboarding stuff and everything, all the paperwork. And I actually brought it up before we went down onto the floor because I think it was... What date was the resolution in place? The 21st? It started December. on, yeah, it started on the winter solstice. Okay. And you and I both kind of didn't even realize there was a resolution. At least I didn't realize until a week or so after. Yeah, I didn't realize there was one because there's there's no business around here that's enforcing it. No business is requiring you to wear a mask to go in the store. Some businesses still have up the old signs that they never took down. Some businesses are enforcing their own 
private, you know, mask mandate, I guess you could call it. But yeah, nobody in, around Tucson, and this is the most, let's call it, left-leaning authoritarian city in the whole state of Arizona, and nobody around here is enforcing this whatsoever. There isn't even you know, a mention of it, uh, except, again, a couple of signs here or there. So at least for a customer, this is not being enforced. Some companies are choosing to enforce it for their workers, like Sprouts Grocery Store, for example. They're choosing to enforce it. Uh, Home Depot is choosing to enforce it. That's not a big surprise. And that's a nationwide thing. Yeah, that's, it's, it's that's not just Arizona. of where you are, what county, any local government order, anything like that. That is just their policy as a company, which is different from the policy that the company that I am now working for has. Their policy is to follow any local government order, and it's clearly stated on their website. So that's that's where things get a little bit iffy, because when I found out there was this resolution, if you want to read through it a little bit. Yeah, the resolution is 2021-87. So the reason, again, that I am bringing this to your attention is because this is kind of like, or at least this show tonight could be utilized as a type of template for looking at your own county, your own city, your own state, and or a business perhaps that you're working at. Maybe you own a business. You know, some people own businesses and think that they have to abide by these these so-called rules or resolutions or mandates or orders or whatever they're called. And all those things are kind of different. You know, a resolution is different than a mandate. A mandate's kind of different, you know, than a law. It's completely different than a law that's enforceable and that there are penalties that can be issued. And there are penalties that can be issued under certain orders that aren't law. So this is a the matter of 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 understanding how the legal system works. And part of that is language. And part of that is specific wording, not just language in general, but certain words that are used. So if you look up your local, your state, you know, the city that you live in, and, and let's say you have a mask mandate. Here in Pima County, Arizona, we have a mask mandate. That resolution is 2021-87. And it starts out like any government document, any order, mandate, resolution, etc. It gives... In this case, it gives 15 reasons why they have the authority to enforce this. Interestingly enough, one of the reasons is they quote the U.S. uh, or excuse me, the Arizona State Supreme Court's decision in the Arizona School Board Association, Inc. versus the state of Arizona, where Section 39 of Senate Bill 1819 was struck down as unconstitutional. What they don't tell you, however, is that They claim they have the authority as a county to enforce this resolution because the Supreme Court said that it was unconstitutional in the state of Arizona to enforce a mask mandate ban on schools. And the court actually said, I went and read the Supreme Court's opinion on the case, they said that in regards to that particular Senate bill, that it violated the subject matter requirement of the Arizona Constitution. So it wasn't that the governor or the legislator, uh, the legislators that were involved in writing this bill were doing something that was opposed to the state constitution. It was just that they didn't label it correctly. And that's why the Supreme Court of Arizona uh, uh, struck it down. So that already, when I read this, I was thinking, well, that's not even applicable. That's just playing on people's ignorance of, of what that decision was and why that 
was made. That decision was made by the court. So if you read into this thing, it's pretty much like any other thing we've talked about on the show relating to masks. It's here are the 10, 15 reasons why we can enforce this. Some of them are very vague and misleading. And then they tell you what you kind of face covering you have to wear. And then they tell you who is exempt, which at the beginning of the so-called pandemic, any place I think that had a mask mandate, I, I didn't talk to anybody who knew that they could be exempt from it. And I didn't even, I didn't know anything about this. All I did was I went and read the exemption or the exemptions in the order just by happenstance. I went to pick up the order to read it. And I was like, oh, pretty much everybody's exempt. I mean, that, that, that was the first thing that was stunning to me over two years ago. And this order's pretty much the same. It's pretty much everybody's exempt. And then the last part of the order is it says the primary focus of enforcement is education and promotion of best practices to accomplish the goal of mitigating the spread of COVID nineteen. I do just want to in say our community. That I do just want to say my favorite exemption is that it specifically says people who are swimming yes. are exempt. Persons who, that that's <laughs> its own explicit exemption. Yes, it's uh, what is that? It's section two, subsection G. Subsection G is its own section. Persons who are swimming are exempt. That's, That's the whole exemption. <laughs> also, people who are impaired of hearing and people that take drinks at restaurants and eat food at restaurants. I mean, it's, it's essentially everybody's exempt. And particularly, it says, if you have a medical condition, you are exempt. And it says, quote, a person is not required to provide documentation demonstrating that the person cannot medically tolerate wearing a face covering, end quote. So that's what the resolution says. And so if you live somewhere where you have one of these mask resolutions, mandates, etc., you need to first and foremost look that resolution up and find out what it actually says and if it's being enforced subsequently. Because if it's not being enforced, well, that's pretty much all that you need to know. If there are major exemptions to it, well, that's something else you need to know. And I know a lot of people might not be concerned about masks, Maybe you don't care anymore, but I mean, this is more about what authorities can do and how the public can be coerced into doing things that they don't want to do and coerced into doing things they don't want to do just because it makes their life easier. To, to me, I'm absolutely opposed to anything that restricts free access to things in an open society. But go ahead. Um, so I... I came and I, I apologize for the rant. Oh no, no, you're. This okay. is what it's like to live with me. I'm quite used to it. <laughs> um, so I go ahead. Having known that there was a mask mandate, I actually Ryan printed it out for me. He he sent me to work with the resolution, the store's policy, the Arizona state law stating that businesses are not required to follow mask. That's mandate, right. To enforce mask mandates by any local state in the state of arizona we have that law that businesses do not have to enforce any mask mandate so i i brought all that paperwork with me and um, when i brought it up to my general manager she was super kind about it she was just like oh i'm not really sure how to handle that um i think that because it is a corporate there is they do have to go through corporate so she was like i need to reach out to kind of my bosses and see what what's the avenue to handle this and I'm not as firm about these kinds of things as Ryan is so I was just like okay like it's whatever she let me work the first day nobody said anything to me 
somebody actually came up to me and had a conversation about vaccines and how that that's not how you should be treating this like all you need to take is zinc vitamin c and i forget the other one that he said but it was a pretty typical. it was funny whatever he said when you told me that he this guy was definitely listening to alex jones mm-hmm. because he was like, he was like a regurgitation of an alex jones talking point mm-hmm. to sell a supplement yeah, and that, <laughs> i'm the department i work in is vitamins and supplements and body care so i'm gonna run into a lot of that there but um it was fine and it was nice to have that conversation with somebody and I was like, I hear you. I hear you, man. Like I, I agree. Um, so I went home she's like, it's fine. She gave me a schedule for the rest of the week. Uh, I came in the second day, which was, I believe a Tuesday, Tuesday the fourth. And then I worked for about an hour. The store wasn't open and the assistant manager gets there and comes up to me and says, so we're not allowed or not, we're not allowed, but we require our employees to wear masks while they're working. And I was like, okay, like, but isn't your, isn't your policy to follow the local order? And she was like, I don't really know, blah, blah, blah. And then she ended up being like, well, you can either wear a mask or we have to send you home and you can't work. And then to which she asked me, are you going to wear a mask? And I answered, no, I can't because I had discussed with my GM the day before that I was claiming a medical exemption. And she was like, okay, well, we might need paperwork from your doctor. And I said, because I was aware, I was like, no, I don't need to provide paperwork from my doctor. As per the resolution, as per the company policy. Yeah, assuming that their policy was to follow the resolution. They don't have an ulterior policy stating that it's a blanket thing, no matter what the local government says. So I I was really confused and I was really shaken because I... I'm just am not good with confrontation in that way. So I did end up leaving, to which you promptly said you shouldn't have left. You should have just worked. You should have stayed there, stood your ground. You know you're right. But I I just am not that kind of person. So That's okay. After that, I came home. I actually called HR in the car. I was crying a little bit just because I was upset. Oh, you, you did? I didn't know that you yeah, called them ca- in the car I called on the way HR back. In the call, I called HR in the car before I left. And they were like, well, this isn't an HR matter. This is, you need to contact the leave of absence department. So that didn't. Which, which, which it was an HR matter. It was an HR matter. It wasn't a leave of absence. But because people don't even know their own company's policy about a protocol to do this, because I'm assuming nobody's ever claimed an exemption about this they just assumed oh, okay this is an ada matter this is a, a disability thing and we're going to need paperwork and it ended up being what was the date a week later january 11th they sent me an email with it was from the leave of absence department and a bunch of other higher-ups my manager my assistant manager they were all in this email thread they cc'd everybody mm-hmm. and if you want to read it for me, because I can't oh, yeah. read that. I can't squint oh, yeah, that far. Yeah, yeah, certainly. It's it's pretty small print the way that I printed this out. And it's uh, so basically, this is the leave of absent department, correct? And this is what they said. Correct. Okay, so this is the email that we got back after being sent home and you waited a week to get something back from these people. Something that, I mean, if this was an urgent medical issue, which, I mean, it is an urgent medical issue, anxiety, trauma, stress, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This company took almost a week to get back to you. To me, that is inexcusable. 
Well, especially because the I gave a reason, which I didn't have to give for precisely. Like I gave a reason. They were like, "Oh, do you care if I mind or if I mind asking like what the problem is?" And I was like, "I just can't wear a mask. It gives me anxiety. Like it's a traumatic thing. Like I can't do it because I." Which, and, I, and by the way, it was a good answer. And you, I think that's a good answer. You've seen how I get when I talk about it. Like it, it makes me so angry. Like I just can't continue to do something that I know is hurting myself that I know is wrong in that way when I know that I don't have to do it. So, well, especially knowing, yeah, you don't even have to do it is, is, is also something that is of course not just understandable, but it's, it's irritating and frustrating that people can be so either willingly ignorant or they can be so unwillingly ignorant. Mm -hmm. Like I I don't, and, and I don't get how your store literally told me when I called as your representative they never received the resolution. So how can they enforce something that they've never even read when their policy is to follow that thing they never read, which gives you the option to exempt yourself because they never read it and they don't even know what the policy is? I mean, this is just, this, it's, it's on the local level. It's on the, the, the state level. It's the federal level. I mean, this is the absolute incompetence of everyday life. The, the people don't know anything about anything and it's stunning and bizarre. But let's, let's get to that email. So it says this, and I'm just going to kind of summarize. It says, to my understanding, to my understanding, which I already know a lawyer wrote this just from the wording of it, or if a lawyer didn't write it, a lawyer certainly from corporate looked at it before they sent you this letter, because I guarantee you if it took a week to get back to you, they knew exactly what they were doing and they worded it in a way that made them look good legally because they knew that what they were doing was probably illegal. But here's the, here's the bottom line. Before you get into it, and that's. That's speculative, but go ahead. Right off the bat, the first thing you mentioned was the subject of the email. Yeah. The original Yeah, the su- you're right. I forgot about the subject. The ADA mask accommodation. That was the subject. ADA mask accommodation. And it says, to my understanding, you are requesting. And you guys remember that word, requesting. Remember those exemption templates I sent out for the vaccine mandates at all those businesses that said they were following the law and then the U.S. Supreme Court said actually the president and OSHA don't have that authority to enforce that on all those businesses and then it went away but businesses kept it because they were stupid and still thought it was the law well guess what same kind of a thing here you don't request an exemption you declare that you are exempt and then they legally especially if you have a notary they legally have to do that if you have a religious or medical reasoning for the vaccines and the same for the masks so that's why i know a lawyer wrote this because they say to my understanding you are requesting a mask accommodation which in my head i immediately yell at the person and i say no i'm not requesting it i'm demanding it i'm declaring it and i'm attaining my rights right now there's no discussion on this but of course you can't do that in an email so she says due to health a health condition so you've got a health condition I didn't know that you had a health you have a health condition you're sick to consider how we can further support you see they're going to support you so you have right, to request do, it from them and then they're going to support you they're because they're do good me a people favor. yeah they're going to do you a favor it's like the godfather we require additional information filled out by your healthcare provider no you don't no you don't need that information but that doesn't matter to them cuz they don't know what they're talking about well, not to mention i don't i don't even have a doctor here Yep. I don't know where, where would I go? I don't know. Some back alley doctor. I don't know. And, and that's another thing. How would you, how would you find a doctor if like part of your belief system, let's say in terms of religion or the definition of religion as an observance belief or practice, how would you find a doctor if you don't believe in doctors? How would you get an accommodation if you don't even believe in doctors? I was thinking that too, because that's all, a lot of people don't believe in going to the doctor. 
you know, unless you went to a, a natural path, would they accept that? That was something I was thinking about too. So they're basically saying, if you want an accommodation, we might be able to help you out. You're going to need to do something for us. And you need to find your healthcare provider and have them sign you know, some papers. And you're going to have to provide us with specific information on the accommodation you are requesting and how that accommodation will help you perform the essential functions of your job. And then they say, because they give you the attached forms for the ADA, which at least we can say at at minimal, they at least gave you those forms because at the place we worked in New York, not only did they deny that the order from the governor did not give exemptions, they didn't even know what the order was. They didn't know what an exemption was and they didn't even know what the ADA was. So at least this company, and I mean that literally at the business we worked at, they didn't know what the ADA was. They didn't, they, they didn't know what a human right was. They, They were so incompetent and stupid. It was stunning. But this business, at least they knew what the ADA was. So, so they give you those papers and then, and then they say, however, however, you can also wear an alternative to a mask. And then I'll let you tell them what, what, what alternative did this company give you to wearing a mask? And I don't know if you can even explain what this is. Maybe I can take a picture and post it in the chat. Right, room. That's what I was just thinking, because I feel like you really need to see it to believe it. And some of you might have seen it before. Um, they called it a badger shield. And it consists of one of those like plexiglass, not plexiglass, but like cheap plastic shields in front of your face that doesn't touch your face and which are meant to prevent like blood from spraying you in the face. Yeah, like if you're Dexter chopping up a body, right? Right. And then not only is it a shield across your face, it is like a blue cloth that extends from the bottom of the shield and has like elastic under the chin. So if part of my issue is wearing a mask of wearing a mask is having things touch my face, like around my mouth for whatever reason, whatever reason. And given that I said it was a trauma thing, it could have been like a sexual assault situation. It could have been anything. And by them being like, well, we're going to accommodate you by giving you something that doesn't really change the issue it's, re- Argu- it's arguably really it makes it worse. Yeah, I, I when I showed you this, I was like, "Is this a joke?" Look at this mask in the chat room. This is literally not just a plastic shield; it's a blue beard that presumably is made out of the same material that these masks are. That when I put one on one time and made my whole face break out and was itchy, it literally looks like a blue beard that then not only attaches to your face, but it then attaches to the bottom of the shield. So basically you've now not only covered your face, but you've sealed your face inside of a plastic, whatever this material is, chemical concoction. And it's not only disgusting, it's insulting and it's demeaning and it's equivalent to an 18th century shame mask, which I I later told them in in the letter that I sent them. In an email and also the name badger weasel. Yeah. It means we, it's right. A badger is a weasel and it means symbolically well, what does a weasel represent? I mean, it, it's so Weakness, insulting. Slimy, yeah, yeah. So, so, so that, that was that was the first email that we got from the leave of absence department, which it's not even a leave of absence matter. No, it's a matter of what's your corporate policy. Okay, well, here's the resolution. Okay, I'm exempt. I'm going back to work. It's that simple. But again. And I don't say this to, to make myself feel better. I mean, literally, we're dealing with people that, whether they're knowingly or unknowingly, they're ignorant on a level that is incomprehensible 
as far as I'm, I'm concerned. I mean, people sit on these cell phones all day, every day, and they do things that maybe are business-related. They do things that are fun. They watch movies. They scroll through Facebook. They listen to music. You know, it's beneficial. It's a lot of power in this little device. But you're telling me that if you're enforcing something that people admittedly, no matter if you're in a red state or a blue state, people ad, ad, have been so adamant uh, about admitting their views on these types of things like wearing a mask. And businesses have lost customers. Businesses have kicked people out. Businesses have been sued, etc., and you can't just take a moment to look up what the resolution is, but you're putting up signs with the resolution number on it, which is how I found the resolution. The sign that your business explicitly said based on resolution 2021-87. So how, how can the business claim they've never received the resolution and they nev- and you're a manager and you never did any additional work to go figure out what it was that you were enforcing? It's not, it's not just laziness. It is stunning ignorance on a level that I cannot express in words, Hope. I think it is kind of a microcosm of the macrocosm we're currently living in in the sense that you you just trust your authorities. Because this, 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 this is the individual store saying, oh, we never received a copy of it. They just trusted what corporate told them. And apparently, as you're going to find out here in a little bit, apparently uh, what we discovered is that corporate well, they learned what their policy was. Corporate, Corporate didn't, didn't even, even know. wasn't even following their policy. Yeah. So how how is that? I don't I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. I mean I mean I keep saying that it's I just don't understand it. I really don't get it. <laughs> I don't know how businesses function. I don't know how. I mean the, the I don't know how how does the average person function? How can you run a bit? This is just me ranting. But how can you just run a business like this and 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 make money? I don't get it. I don't get how you can be competent enough to run the logistical day-to-days of a business and not have the, the, the will or the dedication to at least understand what you're doing. I, I don't know. I'm just, it, it is in the chat room. Yes, it's beyond disgusting. And then what did Bree say? Nope. Yeah, Bree won't. I, I'm guessing, Bree, you won't wear the badger shield. Yeah, that's disgusting. It's, it's dehumanizing is what it is. And, and for working in a grocery store, like I don't work in a medical field. I don't work with like elderly people or whatever, whatever your depth of belief is in the narrative. Like I just know I agree with Brie. Nope. Nope. That's it. Nope. But that is part of uh, Brie also said in the chat room. That's part of what it is. Minimizing liability. Because to them, it's all about making sure that they don't get sued. It's all about making sure that they look good to the public. You know, which is if I ran a business, that those are not things I would be concerned with. I would be absolutely 100% honest on the surface. And if people didn't like it, they don't have to support my business. Rather than trying to make everything a PR matter, rather than trying to make every single person happy, and then ultimately making a large group of your customer base feel as if they are inferior because they, they don't want to wear this thing over their face, etc. And it's not just that. It's that, you know, the Centers for Disease Control has now acknowledged and this has been everywhere, that cloth masks are totally useless and totally worthless. And now more and more people are wearing N95s and nobody seems to want to ask why we were told cloth masks worked for two years and now we're just suddenly told they don't work. And well, what's the next recommendation? What's the next recommendation? What's the next recommendation? Nothing is solidified in science. Nothing is solidified in law. It's just back to what you said. It's authorities telling us what to do and then seeing what hurdles and hoops people will jump through to keep their jobs and to keep the peace. And to me, that is, that is downright disgusting. So 
We're going to go more into this in detail when we come back from break. I sent an email, a very lengthy email, in response to that email and that option they gave you to wear the badger mask. And then they responded back. And then in the end, spoiler, we won the battle. And we're going to talk to you more about that when we come back from break. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Hope's going to share more of her story after this. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. There's more coming up. You go to thesecretteachings.info, by the way. You can listen to the full show archive. All the shows are there. You can find an embed player. You can copy and paste the RSS feed into your player. Or you can use the many, many links in the free archive from Apple to Google to Podcast Addict to Deezer. And you can go directly to those websites. So I try to make it easier. I put everything right there on the site. If you want to get the advertisement-free version of the show, subscribe to the archive to get access to the ad-free version of the show and a private RSS feed that you can plug in also to your player. www.thesecretteachings.info You also get my digital books and you get the montages. Thesecretteachings.info Stay with us. So are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is TST Weekends. Search the show name and start listening today for free. If you want to avoid those annoying ads, subscribe to our ad-free archive with our oldest shows, a private RSS feed, our montage archive, and Ryan's digital books. Visit thesecretteachings.info. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. We must seize the means of production. Stop it, Vlad. You know the rule. No communism. Mama, if we just get rid of all these successful people, we'll finally be happy. No, honey, that just means we'll all be poor. Freedom-loving parents have long been left alone to shoulder the burden of educating their children and passing down a love of liberty. While there are a few books that teach these ideas to adults, there seem to be fewer that teach them to children. The Tuttle Twins series changes all of that, helping parents convey the principles of freedom to their kids in a fun way. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate link for the Tuttle Twins to get your curriculum and books today so that you can educate yourself and your children on how to adhere to the principles of liberty for all people. So if you have offspring and don't want them supporting socialism, then click the link and order the Tuttle Twins books today. 
Stalin has no stunning new achievements, unless you consider killing millions of innocent people an achievement. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of the Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after lighting the void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. I'm Ryan Gable, and you are tuned into The Secret Teachings Radio. I want to welcome you all to the broadcast this evening, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world. It is January 24th into the 25th, Monday, Tuesday, 2022. Secret Teachings is live this evening. Into the early hours of the morning, and I am joined by my best friend and fiance, Hope. She was nice enough to stay up with us tonight. She does have to work tomorrow, but she was nice enough to stay up with us tonight so that she could explain this story to all of you listening, whether you're in the United States, Australia, Japan, Europe, South America, Mexico, Canada. I know we have listeners all over the world. I appreciate you guys tuning in this evening and listening to what we have to say and hanging out in the chat room with us on Discord. Here's the thing that bothers me about what we're discussing tonight. Sure, there are legal aspects to medical and religious exemptions from vaccines, from facial coverings, etc. And they range from anxiety and stress to allergic reactions to people that, for other medical reasons or other religious reasons, cannot tolerate facial coverings. And when all of this began back in 2020, we started having lockdowns and we started having masks that were made quote-unquote mandatory, and people panicked because we were told on the news that everybody was going to die. Hell, there were reports out of the UK, tens of millions of people were going to die. Tens of millions of people, I've got those original reports. None of that, of course, happened, but that doesn't matter. All the people that predicted 
you know, 10% of the population was going to be wiped out. This was going to be like the, the bubonic plague. This was going to be like the Spanish flu. Of course, even quoting those types of things and invoking that history is incredibly out of context, incredibly disinformative. And so now as we've come into 2022, some places are still forcing people to wear masks and forcing people to take vaccines. At least they claim that they're forcing you to do it, that they have the power to do that. But most of it's just coercion and manipulation of minute details that the average person is unaware of. Like when people get on CNN and tell you, well, the Supreme Court, they might have struck down one of these vaccine mandates for workers and businesses with over 100 employees. But don't think that you can get a religious exemption from those, you know, those medical institutions you work at for the mandate that the Supreme Court upheld because it's going to be really hard to get your priest or your pastor or your rabbi or whoever to sign a piece of paper. No religion really refuses vaccines and especially the COVID-19 vaccine. But see, they don't tell you that religion is defined as an observance, belief, or practice in U.S. federal statute. Meaning that if you have a belief, observance, or practice, you're exempt on religious grounds and you don't have to provide them anything to prove that. They won't tell you that, though. They also won't tell you that you don't have to be an attorney to exempt yourself. I'm not an attorney. I do not have a legal license. And I've informed all of you who have emailed me and contacted me and received exemption templates that I wrote. And we have gotten paramedics, firefighters. We have gotten sports agents. We have gotten people all across the country. I know it's hard to believe we're not on CNN or Fox News, right? I don't, we're not even on Alex Jones. But we've gotten people all across the country out of their vaccine mandates and helped them, including my mom, to maintain employment at their place of business. And we've done that without a license to practice law because we're not practicing law. We're just informing people of what the law is and then letting you take it into your own hands because you can defend yourself. You can, you know, you can waive having an attorney. You can defend and, and support yourself. You don't have to pay an attorney. It's just really simple common sense stuff. And I know that it's it's not something that we're taught. So when someone figures this out, like when I figure something out, I want to share it with you. And so that's what we're doing tonight. We want to share some information with you that's that's really important. Hope here was working at a grocery store. They sent her home because she had refused to wear a mask. They claim it was a, a matter of, you know, a leave of absence and the Americans with Disabilities Act. But the bottom line was the business had a policy to follow any mandate issued by the state, issued by the city, issued by the county. In our county, I think it's the only one in the whole state of Arizona that has a resolution. It's not a mandate. It's not an order. It's a resolution to wear a mask indoors. And yet, in the resolution 2021-87, that's the name of it, that's the number of it, you can look it up. It provides exemptions for pretty much everybody, and it says it's an educational thing. You call the health department, they say they're not enforcing it, which is exactly, I have the recording from New York, same thing in New York. You call the health department, they say they're not enforcing it. Businesses do not have to comply with it. They're just requesting that people comply with it. They're just requesting that people abide by the recommendations. Same thing with the CDC. The CDC is not a legislative body. They simply make recommendations. And then authorities, the legislators, can, can make laws based on those policies or people can, you know, in local government can use their authority and power to carry out those policies, you know, those recommendations. But those recommendations aren't laws themselves. So your business, Hope, has a policy to follow the, the order. The order says you're exempt if you choose to be, essentially, 
It provides exemptions and it says it's educational and you got sent home anyway. It took a week to get back to you and their response was, we understand you're seeking an exemption. You're requesting an exemption under the ADA, which is you know not at all what you said, not at all what you actually talked to them about. And then they say, if you don't want to do that, you can wear this badger mask that everybody in the chat room is, is talking about. You can wear this badger mask, which literally just like suffocates the face and makes you feel very claustrophobic. And then you can go back to work. So go ahead and tell us what happened after this. Um, so after this, we we discussed for a little bit. We were we were both pretty pretty upset that and insulted that that was their alternative. That was the accommodation. That's did them. you really feel insulted too? Before I said that, oh, absolutely. I laughed out loud when they sent me that. You LOL'd? You really oh, yeah. LOL'd? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so we, I think it was the, probably the same day, maybe a day after we received this email, we ended up following up with one that basically stated everything that we've talked about the resolution. No, I'm not requesting an accommodation. I'm stating my exemption. This is your store policy. Are you not following your store policy? This is the order. Are you not following the order? Do you have a separate policy? Basically just trying to get some sort of answer or acknowledgement that that they're not following their own policy. Yeah, they apparently don't even know what their policy is. Yeah, I mean, I did you did you want to read through this or do you, can you see it cuz it's pretty small print there? Pretty small. I don't have my glasses, so we'll see. Well, here, let me let me pull it up on the actual email on the computer. But basically I, I responded to this email. I don't know how long it took me to write this thing out. Do you? I mean, you, you probably paid attention to it. I was probably in here for like, what, an hour? It was, yeah, probably an hour, 45 minutes, an hour. That's, that's pretty typical when I get going. It's about, a, it's about an hour to, to, to write that letter, to put you that always, thing together. You always say, I'm almost done. I do say, because I am almost done. You know, like, the t- time is relative, so <laughs> I'm, almost, I'm always almost done. We're almost done with the show tonight, but we got another hour left, so... Anyway, this this is what I responded to the well the I don't know they weren't HR but they were the corporate leave of absent people. This is this is what I said back to them and this is how we started this is how I started the email. I said, "Your understanding because they said our understanding is you're requesting." I said, "No, our understand your understanding is inaccurate. I am not requesting a mask accommodation due to any reason, though a health condition was declared when asked to wear one my first and second day." So that's how I started it out for you. What else did we go into in this email? Um, we discussed the on the company's website their COVID-19 updates, which says that we or the, uh, that all crew are required to follow company policies regarding the wearing of them. So as to that, we went to the company. There wasn't actually a blanket company policy because they give the option to search like each individual store and location mm-hmm. because their policy is to follow the local Whatever the local order, order whatever is. Whatever the local order, per local government order, all customers and crew are required to wear a face mask or other suitable face covering. And that's that, a quote. That is the company's policy. Per local government order, all customers and crew are required to wear a face mask or other suitable face covering. And that's in Pima County, Tucson, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And and the surrounding area, I guess that maybe they still consider that Tucson, but it's in, it's in Pima County, Arizona. Per local government order, all customers and crew are required to wear a face mask or other suitable face covering. So, so this this is from the website of the company you work for. This is their policy for Pima County in particular that has this resolution in place. Correct. 
And then what, and then what happens? What, what do we go into from there? So to that, we just said, if, if the company is following the government order, which as we discussed was resolution 2021-87, then you should be fully aware what the resolution states that it, first of all, in the, what section, the last section, the, the very last section of the resolution. It's only a few pages. If you're interested in following along, if you're that dorky, nerdy, geeky, like I am, if you go to the very end of it, it's section four compliance and enforcement. And it Basically, says it's educational. Yeah. We can't enforce it. No criminal penalty is going to be taken or no criminal action is going to be taken. They um, say they reserve the right to enforce it, but it has to be like signed off by every commissioner working yeah, the for the local government and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, no, that's not going to happen. Nobody's going to do that. Um, so yeah, the primary focus of enforcement is education and promotion of best practices to accomplish the goal of mitigating the spread of COVID-19 in our community. And that's a quote mm-hmm. that's directly from the resolution. So, so let's just kind of recap this. The company's policy is to follow any local government, any state city order about wearing masks. That's their policy. The store that you worked at in particular, along with there a handful of other stores, the same branches in the same area, and it says, per local government order, all customers and crew are required to wear a face mask or other suitable face covering. And then when you look at the resolution or the quote-unquote per local government order, it explicitly says the primary focus of enforcement is education and promotion of best practices to accomplish the goal of mitigating the spread of COVID-19, et cetera, so, and it provides you with a long list of exemptions. Right. Basically meaning... You guys don't have to enforce it. I mean, nothing, nothing's going to happen to you as a business if, like, nobody's going to come around and patrol. They, they, the health department even said that. It's like, we're not going to have people Yes, we out, talked like, to the health department. Auditing. We talked to them many times. And they said the same thing every time. I mean, there were a few people I talked to who'd ha- who had no clue what the resolution even was. But most of the people I talked to at the Pima County Health Department just, and they can't, they can't even legally say much. Mm-hmm. But when you ask them, is this enforceable? They say no. Right. We, we will not be going out to businesses, finding people, inspecting businesses. And you even ask them, are you like, are you allowed to call businesses and tell them we can't enforce it? No, because that would be enforcing yeah, it. She, so. yeah, yeah, she said it would be enforcing it if we call the business to tell them we're not enforcing to it. To even like provide them with a copy of the resolution even. Yeah, would, would be doing something they don't have the legal authority to do uh, apparently. And that's... That's for one reason, at least in the state of Arizona. We're lucky here that we have a little more ammunition provided to us by the, by the, by the state government, and that is Section 1, Title 44, Arizona Revised Statutes, amended by adding a Chapter 38, which reads, quote, Businesses exempt from mask mandate. It says, notwithstanding any other law, a business in this state is not required to enforce on its premises a mask mandate that is established by this state, a city, town, or county, or any other jurisdiction of this state, quote, unquote. So a business can enact their own, but they are not required to follow any local or any city, you know, any county resolution, order, mandate, et cetera. So they, there's no legal action that can be taken against a business for refusing to comply with, in this case, the Pima County resolution. That is a state law. And what they don't tell you is the resolution from the county says, oh, we have the authority because the state Supreme Court said that you can't ban masks. Well, they actually did pass a law and it wasn't their authority to ban it. The thing that they banned, though, was Enforcement, the universal of it. enforcement of it. Yeah, but you you can still ask customers. You can still make it a private company matter. But the state is preventing the governments of the state from enforcing it with with legal uh, action. 
essentially. So we have that in our state. Go ahead. So moving on with the email, we discussed that it's not enforceable. We went over that. We went over that I'm not requesting an accommodation. I'm declaring this is your policy, which I, as a brand new employee, shouldn't have to be telling you your policy for something that's been going on for the past two years. Right. Yeah. The company didn't even know what the resolution was, which is embarrassing. I have no words. Um, so we, we basically just reiterated, I, I don't have to provide documentation. I'm claiming my exemption. This isn't a, an ADA matter. Um, and basically I don't need to provide documentation to be exempt. If you guys, if you are following your policy, which is to follow any local order, this is clearly stated in the local order that I do not have to provide documentation that I am just exempt. I don't, have to do anything else i just let you know that's it that should that should have been it we should have dropped it uh so then just a synopsis of that and just saying that we also discussed with the health department the attorney general that's right we contacted the attorney general's office too and the woman especially when i she well she thought i was saying businesses were preventing customers from coming in she was not happy about that. That's a big no-no. Yeah, which you cannot do that, at least in the state of Arizona. So then, yeah, we went through and I provided them all this information that their policy, like Hope said, was to follow local orders, which in this case are not enforceable, provide exemptions, and explicitly say no documentation is needed for medical exemption or any exemption. Not is in all caps. And not is in all caps in the order and all you have to do is declare it, which, again, is important because if you don't declare it, you do not state, I have rights. So you lose those rights and you're acquiescing to what the business, out of ignorance or whatever reason, or what the local petty tyrants want you to do. And to me, that is absolutely 100% unacceptable. I do not bend to the will of tyrants and authoritarians. I refuse to comply And there's nothing they can do to me justly. If they do do something to you, it is unjust and there is recourse to that in some way, shape, or form. And in this case, we got a positive solution to this problem. After providing them with all this information and also telling them, look, I know about the ADA. I told them this in the email. I know about the ADA. This is not an ADA matter. And then I said, your accommodation is an insult. It's demeaning, dehumanizing, and offensive to suggest that Hope has to wear this plastic shield over her face with a blue beard attached to it. Like, you know, blue beard, the the, the old story of blue beard. And it's like uh, Lacey said in the chat, that full face mask makes me feel more claustrophobic than the standard mask. Exactly. That's precisely the reason they offer you that, because it's an insult. And, and if anything, I feel as though this would prevent me from actually doing my job because, I mean, Ryan obviously knows in person people who know me in real life, and I'm sure a lot of you can tell over radio is that I'm a very, I'm a low talker, as they She's say. She's a low talker. I have so, to wear the puffy shirt all the time. <laughs> so if I was to like... <laughs> literally like have myself in a bubble where my own voice is amplified back to me i would you would think i would talk even lower like people wouldn't be able to hear me at all so in in my opinion this would actually inhibit me from performing performing your job exactly and and that doesn't matter though it's about it's about what they said doing you a favor you know they're going to do you a favor they're going to offer you some support. support you that's how you know a lawyer wrote that or from a lawyer 
a psychologist wrote that. That this the way that these companies do stuff, it's always based on psychology and law. It's it's very keywords that stand out. Understanding, right. requesting. We're gonna help support you. Yeah, we're gonna help support you. No, no, no. And that's why you gotta tell them like, nope, your understanding is inaccurate. I'm not requesting anything. I'm declaring it. Your option to opt out into where this other thing is an absolute insult. It it violates your policy. It violates the resolution itself, which is really ironic because you say that you have to enforce it. And it also violates my rights, several of my rights. And it violates common sense. And it's stunning that you can be this incompetent or this evil for that matter, because some people are doing this because they're, they're hysterical, emotional, and some people are doing it because they're evil. They get off on it. People some get people. off on it. I mean, our friend was just telling us in New York, she was literally, and she was wearing a mask, but because she had opinions that other people didn't like, a guy reported her to the management, this was yesterday or two days ago, and she got in trouble and was told directly by the management of the company we used to work for, I don't care what your opinion is on anything. It doesn't even have to be about masks. I don't care what it is. You are not allowed to express your opinion and talk to customers about anything and just explicitly told her that. And then Only you, her. Only her. And I told her that you have to get an attorney now and sue the hell out of this place and document all of this now because right. this place has gotten away with far too much for far too long. This place needs to be dealt with you know, she, she is now not allowed to have conversations with people because while she's on the clock she represents the the store she represents the company and we just can't have that and she works in a department exclusively that deals with with health supplements and people come in there looking for alternatives to medications and vaccines and right, <laughs> she's yeah, not allowed to answer a, it's questions a health now food store. it's a co-op people Typically, or at least they used to seek out places like that because they were against Western medicine or at That's least right. were seeking an alternative. And, and not, she's not so, anymore. She's so knowledgeable in that field and it's it's just sad. She's in tears about it. And they would and that's the other thing. They would rather lose someone like our friend Nicole. I've mentioned her on the show before. They would rather lose someone like Nicole, someone with a vast amount of knowledge on a particular subject. They would rather lose someone who otherwise had been happy to show up for work and do her job and happy to talk with the community and help people, customers, people you knew, people you didn't, didn't know, her friends would come in and talk to her and buy things. They'd rather lose someone like that because of their perceived political and or social bias of that individual. And they would rather hire people that are willing to say, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, without asking any questions and allow the business to suffer as a result by hiring those same people who don't know a damn thing about what they're selling or about the product, you know, in general or about anything pertaining to the business. And that is just how, how can a business function? And I guess the answer is, you know, a lot of businesses can't function that way. That's why most of them have been like, okay, if you are unvaccinated in California, we need you to come back to, to work because we don't have enough employees, you know, and we're going to need you to, uh, you know, from corporate, from a lot of these companies, customers can come back in without masks now because we're losing a lot of money. So, I mean, ultimately, it all comes back to that, which is, which is kind of ironic and funny. But that's neither the point nor, nor the, the, the reason we're doing tonight's show. The point is, we sent this email back to them, and then they finally responded so with a what, very, very short email. So, we, we responded on the 12th. They originally sent their email on the 11th, which was a week after I was sent home. So, it's now the 12th. When we reply to their original, their their accommodation, the, the lengthy 
email yeah, the I lengthy sent. one was on the 12th. The next day they follow up the 13th. They say, we thank you for your patience and apologize for this frustrating situation. It's very, very condescending and dismissive of, oh, yeah. of the severity of what we were talking about. But um, So I had received a phone call from this person. I let it go to voicemail, but it was basically just recapping it. They said, I think you actually have a recording of the voicemail. I had but, recorded it, yeah. Um, basically, like, so we've looked over the resolution and we discussed with the health department we, we called Pima County Health Department and they provided further direction regarding the resolution, specifically Section 2, because that was the one that provides the exemptions. And they say that Section 2 applies to the public and customers. Workers are not exempt under this location. To this, or in lieu of wearing a face mask, the company can offer a badger shield picture below, just the, the picture that we sent in the group chat or the little the Discord chat. Um, to start the approval for a badger shield, we can continue with the ADA accommodation process. <laughs> you have to get an ADA accommodation to even get the badger shield, which yeah, is worse right. than the mask itself, which is an intentionally done that way. Intentionally done that way. If you are not able to wear a badger shield, we can offer you an extended personal leave. This leave is not job protected. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Thanks for not providing me with any benefits, any reassurances, and then threatening me in the email as well, and also condescending and, 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 and doing it in a condescending and demeaning way, and then also providing me with the option to opt out and opt into something that is dehumanizing. So I said to Ryan when I first got this email, I was like, well, guess what? I'm just like you now. Apparently, I'm not a person, because that was a, a conversation that I, I had overheard at our last workplace. Somebody basically said i don't consider ryan a person because of his <laughs> beliefs and they didn't ask me what my beliefs were they just assumed they just that assumed. i had beliefs but yeah. because in the exemption it states persons who are not able to wear a mask for a medical reason mental health reason whatever if you want to go read it you can so i i interpreted that as wow i'm, I'm not a person because apparently according according to the health department employees are not exempt under that little section. That's what they told you that employees right. were not exempt under that section to, to which mind you, we read the exemption. It says persons with a medical condition, mental health condition or disability that prevents safely wearing a mask. This person, or this includes persons with a medical condition for whom wearing a mask could obstruct breathing or who are unconscious, incapacitated, or otherwise unable to remove a mask without assistance. This a person is not required to provide documentation demonstrating that the person can not medically tolerate wearing a face mask. Nowhere in there does it specify employees. To And in the voicemail, she actually pointed to, I believe, Section 3 establishments. Yes, yeah, Section 3 establishments of Pima County Resolution 2021-87 Indoor establishments that are open to the public must provide face coverings to their employees and require them to wear them. Additionally, establishments... I was, I was, I was not provided a mask upon... That's right. You weren't, term, even, so. you weren't even provided a mask. Additionally, establishments that are open to the public in which, uh, and in which continuous physical distancing of at least six feet between persons cannot be easily maintained. That's a thing most people forget. Oh, but they have the six feet distancing. If you don't have that, then you're supposed to wear the mask. That actually was brought up to me. Oh, they did say this to you? That it, that it is hard to maintain a six-foot distance. Well, I, I mean more so for customers because oh, when this whole well, yeah. thing started, it was like, well, you only have to wear it if you can't stay away from customers. So I can stay away from customers. I don't need to wear it. You know, there's all kinds of loopholes mm -hmm. in this. So six-feet distance cannot be easily maintained. May refuse to allow a person who is not exempt under Section 2 
So this is the establishment. They may refuse service to a person who is not wearing a face covering to enter the establishment and may request. See, you may request. You can do it if you'd like to. And you, you can request that a person inside the establishment leave if the person is not exempt under Section 2 and is not wearing a face covering. You can ask them. Only if the person isn't exempt under Section 2, to which I already claimed I was exempt under. <laughs> to which no, everybody's exempt. Nowhere in Section 2 does it state that that is different depending on whether you're an employee or a customer. That's right. I'm, I'm still the same body in the store. That's right. Customer, employee, doesn't matter. So when we contacted the help, I contacted them immediately. You got that, that response from them in the email. You got that response from them in the voice message. I immediately contacted them. I talked to them for roughly, I've got the audio here. Let's see. It was 29 minutes and 53 seconds. I spoke to, I think, four or five people. Three of them, or two of them didn't really, one or two of them didn't know anything. They were just oblivious. Three of them confirmed this every single time. And here is the confirmation. This is me talking to the health department. I wanted to clarify that because there's there's been kind of a little bit of misinformation, I think, going around at some businesses and uh, if, if that's what you're saying, basically everybody that falls under this resolution can claim one of the exemptions. Is that accurate to say? Yeah. Okay. And if they're claiming the medical exemption, then they do not. That's a capital N-O-T in the resolution. They do not have to provide any kind of medical proof, let's, let's call it. Uh, and that would be whether they're employee or whether they're a customer, et cetera. Is, is that correct? Is that accurate? And here's another clip. I'm also reading here uh, to, to double check on that. It says, uh, I, let me just read this whole thing to you. It's, it's relatively short. It says, additionally, establishments that are open to the public and in which continuous physical distancing of at least six feet between persons cannot be easily maintained may refuse to allow a person who is not exempt under Section 2 and who is not wearing a face covering to enter the establishment and may request that a person inside the establishment leave if the person is not exempt under Section 2 and is not wearing a face covering. So that, that applies to customers. Would that also essentially, in effect, apply to employees as well? Because employees would also be able to claim the same exemptions under Section 2. Yes, it would. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, what, yes, what it your, would. So, so we, I, I spoke to people for almost a half hour on the phone and they very simply, I mean, I asked the question in dozens of ways and she said, yes, yes, that's true. Yes, that's accurate. Over and over and over again, every single time I asked the question and the store, the business that Hope works for emailed us back from my original email and told us, no, we talked to them and they said, you have to do it. Mm-hmm. And you, you even asked them in a specific way that we thought that the company would have asked and it was, would, does a business have the ability to enforce their employees to wear masks under this resolution? And the answer is no. They, have, they, they can enforce it under their own policy if they have a company policy to make you wear a mask. But, and they still have to provide exemptions for that. So like Sprouts Grocery Store, they're enforcing a corporate policy for all people regardless of what uh, the, the mandates or the orders, the resolutions are. Right, but, but they provide exemptions. Yeah, they make it known to their employees. You can, you can go before a committee which you said those were the... Paula Bureaus. Yeah, to, to get an exemption. But we haven't had anybody do it yet because it's a hassle. Nobody wants to go through a committee to give their case. I mean, you would, Ryan, but... I would, yeah. I would go through the committee. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'd go through the committee. So, so that's the bottom line. We sent that. Now, this is the, the, I think this is the important thing. We sent that audio. I sent those clips, and we sent a response back to 
this business? And then what happened? Um, well, I actually wasn't even notified. Uh, you had gone into a different location of said business. Yes. And you noticed that none of the employees were wearing masks anymore. And how you how were long like, was this after we sent that audio to the company? I, it was like 72 out within 72 my mom, hours. My mom was visiting that weekend, so I didn't get a chance to send the email back until I think Monday morning. That was think, last think, Monday, the 18th yes. or the yes, it was last 17th. Monday. And I think that ended up being the day that corporate, it might've so been. So you like, sent it on the 17th. It might've been before or after. I don't, I have no idea what the timeline was, but they ended up dropping their requirement for employees. They sent corporate sent out an email to the manager saying we're no longer requiring our employees oh. to. Wear oh, masks. really? So the policy was to follow the resolution. The resolution says everybody's exempt. It implies to both employees and to customers. We contacted the health department. We confirmed that in audio. We sent them all this documentation and Con- all of this confirmed evidence. Confirmed that they lied to me in an yeah, email. Yeah, your business, your business lied to you in to the email. To try and get me to drop it. And then insulted you and demeaned you and dehumanized you with a shame mask called a badger mask. And even if you did want to go through the ADA, that's... The accommodation. That's not the accommodation. That's a GD insult. I mean, if I was an attorney, I would be suing. I would have so many lawsuits I wouldn't know what to do. I would be suing this business for discrimination, harassment. I'd be suing them for dehumanizing me. I would be suing them for doing all kinds of things. I mean, this, this, is, this has got to stop. And this is how you stop it. I'm not saying that if you do this at the business you work at or you do this you know, at a company that you want to shop with, that you're going to find this solution. But again, I'm not an attorney and we didn't even have to get the attorney general to assist us in this. We just did this by looking, what's the policy? What is the order, the resolution that you're supposedly following? What does that order resolution mandate, et cetera, say? And we go from there. And, and that's really what you have to do in all of these cases. Like businesses that say, oh, you have to get a vaccine now. It's mandatory because the federal government mandated it. Well, those mandates weren't even in effect, and now the Supreme Court struck down one of those mandates, and I'm sure there's still businesses trying to enforce it as a result. So I'm going to look at this from the point of view of empowerment, because this is really empowering. And what happened after this? I go to the business. I go down the road. I was actually going to to look at some guns at a gun store. And I was over there and I thought, I haven't been in this branch of the grocery store, so I'm going to go in there. And I noticed nobody's wearing a mask. And I asked the woman, the manager, I said, what's the deal? I thought you guys had a strict mask policy. And she, she kind of laughed and she said, oh, no, they changed that last night. And last night at the time when I asked, this was about 24 to 36 hours after you had sent the email. Mm-hmm. So they suddenly dropped it. She said they rescinded their corporate policy they rescinded it and they're they're making it an option again to wear a mask and the resolution wasn't rescinded the resolution is still in place but the business says well now you can just you can choose to do it if you want and then your business offered you all the backed pay there's a little discrepancy in the date well well, yeah after um we we reached out to my store manager and was like hey just wondering um did your policy change? Cause I wasn't notified. That's a little bit odd. And then they ended up sending me an email being like, 
We have changed the policy and we're no longer requiring our employees to wear masks. Uh, you are going to be compensated for all of your missed shifts. So, I'd, Why would they do that? They, Why would they pay they you they all the wrong. money? They pay you all the money, let you go back to work. No apology, of course. Oh, and no. Nobody did. apologized to me. The, the, my assistant manager who sent me home didn't apologize to me, didn't even acknowledge it. Everybody was just like, oh, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> and then one other person, this other person that works there, I guess, chose also to take it off finally. Yeah, and, w- and he, he said, he was like, I wasn't really a fan of it. You need to work at the other branch because the other branch, like nobody there is wearing it. And the one you work at is is the most California, New York branch, I guess. But it's still, mm-hmm. it's still we're in Arizona, so it's not even a not fraction as, as bad. bad. Yeah, but that's, that's the bottom line. We did it on our own. And we did it, that it, it didn't cost any money. It just took a little bit of time to put all the emails together. And I mean, I'm biased because I do this for a living. So I'm always reading this type of thing. I'm always investigating and researching this kind of thing. And I've learned a lot in the last couple of years about how law works. I've learned a lot about the law. I've learned a lot about rights. I've learned like what, what is enshrined by the Constitution and what those things mean and how they can be applied. I've learned a lot of things about how local governments work, a lot of things about words. So I've learned a lot. And when I've learned those things, I've brought those things to your attention and I've just applied them to this particular situation, mostly because this is the way I would have handled it if it was if it was me. And simply knowing this kind of thing and also because of some ignorance, I mean, I maintained my job at that co-op for, for two years when I, I guarantee you under any other circumstance, I would have been fired. I mean, actually, I was. I was fired four times, but retained employment because because of Somehow. incompetence. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, was it Milton from Office Space? Yeah, it was Milton. Through some redundancy in accounting, I kept receiving a paycheck. I think that's what I think accounting liked me. Maybe that's what it was. I just kept getting a paycheck. Maybe I don't know, but that that's the bottom line. And the reason that this feels empowering for me is it's like I know people interpret me as being angry and aggressive, and maybe I am, but it's like. It's like the Patriot with Mel Gibson. You know, the line is breaking. You feel like you're losing. It's over. And he picks up the flag and he says, no retreat. And they go back over the hill and they, obviously it's a simplified and oversimplified version of history, but they defeat the British. That's the bottom line. I'm the guy that picks up the flag and I go right into the heart of the enemy. These people are a combination of fear, people that are traumatized already, people that have Stockholm syndrome, people that are experiencing, I think, a form of Munchauser by proxy. It's like a whole bunch of different psychological things. Plus, we're living in a giant Milgram experiment. We're living in a world where the emergency use authorization for masks or for certain drugs or even for vaccines is taken to be some kind of like godly approval Things that are approved, like the Pfizer vaccine, aren't actually approved because there's no community on the market at all, anywhere. You cannot get community. All the businesses that said you had to follow this, this is a law. Just like with masks, it's a law. It was never a law. There is no law. It's not enforceable. The resolutions, these are just basically recommendations. I mean, there, there, there are so many different angles to this and so many different ways to cut it. But I think that you've seen from listening to this show We've gotten a lot of people out of the mandatory vaccines and helped them to retain their employment. And, you know, whether it's my mom or we had a bunch of paramedics up in Seattle or Hope here in studio or myself for that matter. 
I did this because of my passion. And you did this, you, you had the courage to stand up and say no. And I mean, as much as I would, I would have fought with them in, in store, you might have made the best decision by just going home that day because they built a really good case for you against themselves by forcing you to go home. Mm-hmm, exactly. And that's, that's why they paid you all that backed money in the end. And by the way, I didn't even request, I mean, that's what I was going to request. Oh, absolutely. I was going to request that, but they- Oh, just, demand it. <laughs> demand it, yeah. But they, they just flat out gave it to me. Not yet, but they said they were going to. So what do you think? Do you think that this was ignorance, incompetence, or do you think that this was them trying to pull a fast one and you just happened to be one of the people, and I happen to be one of the few people that were aware enough to call them out on it? I don't even think it was that. I think it was I, they just didn't know what it was. I they, think it was more so incompetence, people just not knowing their own policies and not knowing what they're following, just blindly taking the hand of the person above them and doing what they say. But I do, I do think a little bit towards the end when when they sent the email saying that they talked to the health department, knowing that we had already talked to the health department before we didn't we we called them again after to confirm, but we had already spoken to the health department saying like everybody's included under this, correct? But we wanted to get a little bit more specific when we called them back and obviously wanted to record it, so we had evidence. They they had no evidence. I'm, I record everything. I'm 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 like. I'm like Dennis from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. The recorder's always going. <laughs> it's not for banging, though. It's for, it's for law, for protecting my rights because people want to violate them. I mean, that's really the bottom line. It's like we don't even have a basic understanding of civics or government. I mean, we have Congress people like Ocasio-Cortez who literally thinks there's like five houses of Congress. So I don't know how you can even function as an adult, especially if you're in government, not even knowing how government works. I mean, the level of corruption is one thing, but the level of ignorance is a completely different thing. And we don't know the most basic fundamental components of how government works. So what ends up happening is you have people that don't like our system of government. They don't like the ability that we have to speak freely. Generally speaking, that's becoming more difficult. But the ability of us to practice whatever religion we want to practice, to have whatever beliefs we want to have, to express those beliefs, to defend ourselves, just the idea of defending our, everything has been made so repulsive. Like if you have an open mind and, and you want to express yourself, that could offend people. You want to have a gun? Why would you want to have a gun? Guns kill people. That's dangerous. We, we, you can't speak. You can't defend yourself. That's what it's all about. It's about taking away your right to be an individual person, marginalizing you, discriminated against you, and dehumanizing you, and putting you into a position where you have no authority over your own life, putting that authority into the hands of other people who are otherwise perceived authorities. You give them full and absolute control of your mind, body, and soul. And I refuse to acquiesce and comply with that. Well, and it's all in the name of protecting those marginalized, so, so-called marginalized people. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's so exactly what thing. they're, it's a psychological tool. Because who's going to fight against that? Who's going to fight against protecting minority groups? And that's, that's also just a perception. I mean, here in Tucson, Arizona, I'm a minority. In Rochester, New York, I was a minority. There's also a great episode of Sunny where they discuss that, where they're talking about, like, gay people and white people and black people and they find out like I think it was Charlie and Danny DeVito's character Frank they end up being the minorities in Philadelphia two straight white guys they end up being the minorities they are the minorities like so by your own logic the white straight people should get their own bathroom because they're the minorities (laughs) I mean that that just like I was reading about statistics today from the the Bureau of Justice and the FBI 
And you know, our perception is Asian hatred is at an all-time high. Asian hatred is actually essentially at an all-time low, according to the FBI and the, and the Bureau of Just, uh, BJS, the Bureau of Justice Statistics. And in fact, virtually all minority and, and crimes in terms of men and women, biologically speaking, it's virtually equal down the center. There is no more crime against women than there is against men. It's equal. There's no more crime against black folks than against white folks by either group. I mean, there's more inter like uh, interracial in the sense that it's within your own racial group. There's higher amounts of crime, black, white, whatever. But generally speaking, there, crime rates have plummeted since the 1980s to a point that, I mean, we're talking like 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50. 60. I mean, one of the statistics I was reading, is like violent crime has decreased like 73% since the 1980s. But our perception of violent crime is up. Our perception of gun violence is up. Our perception of racially motivated crime is up. But when you look at the statistics and the data, it's down, substantially down. And that's what the media can do by showing you things and by cultivating these illusions in your mind that are completely fabricated and untrue. And, and I mean, I say that, I know that might be a racially, sexually charged political thing. It's not political. It's, it's a matter of psychology. And it's the same kind of psychology applied to your situation with the masks and everybody's situation with masks or vaccines. You need to find out what the resolution says, what the mandate says, what the order says. Is it even an order? Because in New York, they're telling people there's an executive order. And I just found out from people I know work, uh, who work there and who live there, there's no order. There's an acting health commissioner who signed a paper that says you have to do this. And the order, quote unquote, itself provides you with exemptions to get out of it. It says if you can tolerate a mask. If you can't, you're exempt. You don't have to provide proof or or do anything. But people don't know that. And the people that do know it tell businesses that. And the businesses are too scared. They think they're going to get fined or something. They don't know. I mean, that's why you have to inform people. That's, That's my big thing. Information awareness and sharing that information. Do you have anything you'd like to add to this? I mean, this is a big thing. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you, and I'm, I'm so happy that not only did they do it, but it was just that, that sweetness of them paying you Yeah, it was it without was, us asking. Right. It was nice <laughs> to get a, a little two weeks paid off, paid vacation. That was nice. Um, I don't know. I feel like the, the thing that's most meaningful for me coming out of this is, yes, personal empowerment, but then also knowing that, there are other people who weren't going to stand up against it, even in my own store, but especially yeah. other stores yep. and people just dropped it. If it's an option, they're not going to. And that's, that's what really makes me feel as though this is an important thing for people to be doing. It's, it's not only standing up for yourself, but it's standing up for other people. Even if those other people, you know, jokes on them, they don't stand up for themselves. Oh, well, that's how some people interpret it. That's how I feel a lot of the time. But, you know, ultimately, what, you're, what you did and what I did was something that wasn't a matter of helping other people. It, I mean, it was ultimately a form of, of selfishness in a sense. But selfishness sometimes can be selfless because when you take away rights from one person, you take away rights from all people. And the only way that you can have liberty in all of its glory and all of its beauty is if all people have liberty. So in a sense, if you have your rights and your liberty stripped from you, then all people do. Even if everybody else is like, well, I'll do it because it's easier. And when you get yours back, other people are like, oh, I don't have to do this. Okay, well, I'm, gonna, I'm also going to be free and choose to decide to live the way that I want to live. And that's, that's really at the core of this for me. So doing what you did, 
you were courageous in telling them no, you know, because it was much easier probably just to put on a shield and go to work like everybody's been doing. You had to wait at home. It's kind of traumatizing, a lot of anxiety, right? Mm -hmm. But in the end, you won. And that's what's that's what's incredible to me. So I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly happy that you won. And I'm incredibly happy that you can go back to work and not have to deal with this crap. Yeah. Well, thank you for all your help that you did in making sure that this was the outcome of this. Yeah, of course. No, of course. I'll, cu- I'll cut you some of the check. Well, yeah, we'll have to. It's not pro bono. All right. Nobody says pro bono. We're I got I need to get paid. All right. <laughs> I need to get paid. If anybody is interested in supporting the show, you can grab a copy of one of my books on the website, thesecretteachings.info. You can also get a free physical copy of one of those books when you subscribe for one year. Your subscription gives you access to the archive of montages, the show archive with no advertisements, and an RSS feed that is private you can plug into any one of your podcast players that's all on the website at www.thesecretteachings.info and real quick i want to do something else here on the show i pulled out the supreme court's decision on the medical mandate for healthcare workers uh, facilities that receive medicare medicaid funding and it explicitly says in the supreme court's decision that you can enforce this at those facilities but you have to provide people with medical and religious exemptions And I find it so disingenuous, so dishonest, so deceitful, and so evil that CNN or any other corporate or even smaller news outlets will tell you not only that you can't get a religious exemption, they don't even tell you that you can get medical exemptions. I've not heard maybe one or two, but I've not heard any major news network say, well, yeah, that's that's the order, but you can get religious and medical exemptions. All they've done is say you cannot get these exemptions because no major religion says that it's a bad thing. The, all the major religions, you know, the Pope, everybody says it's a good thing. Get your vaccine. We're not going to sign off on this. But people need to know that that definition of religion means observance, belief, or practice. As long as you don't specifically call it a philosophy in your objection to it, it's a religion. doesn't have to be Christianity. doesn't have to be Rastafarianism. You could practice Santeria. You could practice whatever. You have a right to be, and that the law is written like that, and the definition is written like that because it's meant to be vague, because we have a freedom of thought and a freedom of belief, and we can believe and observe and practice whatever we want to believe, observe, and practice here in the States. So despite that big win for a lot of authoritarians, oh, they can enforce these medical workers to get them. Yeah, jackass, but they can still have exemptions to that, religious and medical. Right, we can force it on the people who have been our heroes and we need to give them our praise and thank you so much for all the all the healthcare workers. But you get guys, out. You guys are heroes, but yeah, if you don't want to get a vaccine, you're out. Yeah, get out. But wait, just kidding. Come back. Frontline workers, heroes. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing for your frontline worker today? All those commercials, you know? Praise a they did that in the in the UK. In fact, the late Kev Baker, he was one of the last things I talked to him in depth about was about how they were having pauses in the day in the UK and you were supposed to cheer the national mm-hmm. health services. Yep. Just massive two minutes of hate type propaganda where you get the collective society together to do something. I mean, that is beyond Orwellian, but here, here, here's another piece of this puzzle. We're going to talk about this in more detail tomorrow, but I, I kind of wanted to get your take on this, having seen how companies and how people directly customers and also just people in general act in society 
I mean, I was showing you these. I, I, listen to this. This is CNN, and I believe it was yesterday or two days. It was yesterday. CNN, Brian Seltzerwater, this guy that looks like a, cl- a clown, like an evil clown. He goes into uh, a school in New York, and this school is, uh, I guess they're allowing this teacher to teach media misinformation. And she's, you know, she's showing things like the shark in the water that always gets shared after a hurricane. And they're like, that's clearly misinformation, Miss Teacher. It's like, yeah, it is misinformation. And then they show some other things that are really obviously, you know, misinformation and disinformative. And then they tie it in with other things. Like if you have your own belief, well, that's also disinformation because Fauci disagrees with you. So that's incorrect. That's inaccurate. So let's listen to that real quick. This is what CNN was was telling their audiences about fake news. After the class, students told me the lessons hate this guy's voice. close to home. Do any of you feel like you try to correct friends or family now based on what you've learned? Correct friends or family. It, this is the Hitler youth. These are the youth brigades of communist China and communist Russia. And, and these are older kids, but it's still a script. They're just literally being taught to regurgitate this propaganda. Listen to this, this rhetoric. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, like when COVID first started, like my family like thought that, wow, this is a hoax. But then I'm like, this is real. Like people are really dying, getting sick from it. I really just wanted to believe that it was fake, you know, because I didn't want that to really happen to me. But it was real and it just changed everyone's lives. So. Oh, very riveting. But it, but, it, but it was real. I mean, like no information, no fact, no logical argument, even even for or against something. Just I, I thought my parents thought it was fake. I was like, no, people are dying. It's real. And then Brian Seltzer's like, oh, see, yeah, yeah, that's that's good. But that gets to the motivations of you, you want to believe something, but you got to face reality head on. Are there like fake articles like you maybe you want to believe it, but like it's not true. And you have to like research if it's really true or not. More traffic into this fake site. So find sources that will tell you what is reality because fact checkers confirmed that it was reality. So this is the way that you skew information. It could be with Shella Wodinski. You saw that clip where she's on ABC News and she's talking about the 75% dying of poor comorbidities. But then we looked on the CDC's website and it's 90%. And what she was quoting was a study. So they've taken control of that narrative to divert attention away from the numbers that show 95% of the people that have died out of 800 plus thousand died of four additional comorbidities it's 95%. Yeah, died, died with COVID, not of COVID. Died with COVID in almost every case, not because of COVID. So that word, with, you know, died with COVID or died from COVID. Big difference. The whole narrative shifts. So that kind, that level of propaganda and deceit. Same thing with the USA Today fact-checking the so-called concentration camp thing and it all it's just a it's satire it's a meme no no, no it wasn't uh, the cdc has a paper called sheltering in place where they say they're going to come into your neighborhood and turn it into a concentration camp they don't say concentration camp they say a medical facility uh, a temporary shelter in place or they just confiscate your home and put people in it that's literally what the cdc says type in sheltering in place cdc pdf you can pull it right up so they take control of the narrative this way and you have people like we had this big, this is what I want to get to. We had this big march in D.C., people that I guess you could call them anti-vaxxers, whatever, but people were there and they were saying, my body, my choice. Saw one sign that was like, stop Karen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was kind of funny. And it had nothing at all to do with politics. Maybe for some people it did. But it had nothing to do with Donald Trump. Nothing. And, and this is one of the many people that were recorded, this is a video from the march, 
And rather than debating with these people, rather than having a conversation, all of them totally peaceful doctors, professors, highly intelligent people here. Dr. Malone was there. This is the kind of response you get. It's a little obscene. But listen to this response from one of the people at this at this rally. This just happened in Washington. I've never seen a grown adult, although she's not a grown adult, I've never seen a grown adult literally jump, pull her legs up, and slam them into the ground like a cartoon toddler. She was literally like full, jumping. Full-blown tantrum. Yeah. The, they're white supremacists, though, for marching for the for choice. For something that isn't even closely related to that. If anything, it's the opposite of yeah. that. Do you, how many black folks were at that at that rally? I mean, how many... Black folks in general tend to be the most skeptical of receiving any kind of medical treatment. So how is that white? It, it, it doesn't have to make sense. That's the point. Just like this video from TikTok. This is another one. This, uh, this one's this one got me. This one makes no sense. A black guy gets onto an elevator. Doesn't matter that he's black. But these two old white liberal women have to bring up the fact that he's black to tell him to get off the elevator because he doesn't have a mask on. But it's not really about masks. This is classical Jim Crow kind of segregation. Listen to this. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. What are you guys doing? Two old hags. What are you guys doing? Get out. Get out. Get out. Don't touch me. Don't you have to touch me. Get out. Don't touch me. I'm not touching you. Oh, did you hear that? There's a thud. You know what that was? That was the old white liberal woman hitting the young black man who she was telling to get out of the elevator, telling him, don't hit me, while she literally hits him. Very classic. Now listen to this. Listen to this. She hits him and then she starts saying Black Lives Matter. Completely unrelated to anything that's happening in the vicinity. Yo, this is great. Wow. And just yelling it at him. Yeah, just yelling. Not even just saying it at him over and over again. She, she hits the black man and then says Black Lives Matter. To you prove that me. she's not racist. Dude, that's exactly, exactly what it is. You just hit me. You just hit me. You just hit me. Black Lives Matter. Yo, this is great. Wow. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Stop. Yo, stop. Stop retorting me. I don't know you. Yo, you need to stop. No, I'm not getting out. I was here. Yes, you are. And he was on the elevator first. And then it's the same thing with the, with the white liberal woman in a gorilla mask who literally attacked Larry Edler the Edler Adler running for the governor of California because he was a successful black lawyer who was highly intelligent. I don't particularly like him, but he's an intelligent guy and a white woman in a gorilla mask attacked him. So I'm having a hard time understanding who's the white supremacist and why this has anything to do with race in general, why these people bring race into the equation and, and what is all this about? I mean, the psychological manipulation and distortions of reality is stunning. But from someone who doesn't necessarily partake in politics, but someone who is, you know, you're from New York, you've experienced this firsthand. You know that I'm not a political person. I'm certainly not a Republican, certainly not a Democrat. To me, this isn't political. This is about uh, social issues and cultural issues that particularly relate to history. And I'd like to know, what is your opinion of that? Like, what do you think when you see something like that? Not, not from living with me and seeing a lot of it, but like you've experienced this outside of living with me. What is your personal opinion on this? 
Um, I I kind of first noticed it back when all the George Floyd stuff was going on, and I actually went to a, a quote-unquote peaceful protest in Rochester, and it felt wrong. Like, I felt wrong being there because we're saying, like, something, something, F these racist-ass police at a Black Lives Matter rally when a majority of the RPD is black and standing on the corner of the the town hall is a black female cop. And it, it was just the disconnect and the hypocrisy and just that really, really unsettled me. And that was really when I started to see that it wasn't even about race. It was just about what you said, what you, what you claim to believe. And you always go back to common law. Like it's about your character. It's about the credit is a, is a scam having like a credit score that you build over time by going into debt and paying off your debt and things like that. But nothing is based on your character anymore. Like it's just about what you say, what you claim to believe and what other people then perceive of you or perceive your beliefs to be because of how you choose to present yourself essentially is what it's become, which is more, I feel like leaning towards like the social credit score kind of stuff. Like it doesn't really matter what your true beliefs are. As long as you say that that's what you believe, then you're fine. That's right. It's precisely that. Like like it doesn't matter what these two women's actions are. Oh, I'm saying black lives matter. So it's okay if I hit a black man. Right. Which it's okay if I wear a gorilla mask and attack a black person. See, this is the thing. I know people think, well, that's typical right wing talking points. No, it's not right wing talking points. It's common sense. You don't strike anybody of any race or any. I mean, that's it's called being a degenerate. It's called being a piece of trash. It's called being hysterical. It's called being over emotional. It's called being warped in the head. It's called a frenzied state of action. What these people are doing is that they are not thinking. They are literally acting on ideological stimuli. And what we see happening in that regard in the States and other places is essentially the Marxist cultural genocidal policy uh, textbook operating. We see it today in the form of racial issues when in places like China, it was more of a, a class issue between people that were landlords and people that didn't own land. Now it's more of a racial issue, and it's basically just using whatever the traditional structure of the society is. So in rural China, it was people that owned land and people that were mostly farmers. Here in the States, it's a history of, oh, there were slaves. Of course, they don't tell you that America is the only country that ended slavery on the principles of liberty. They didn't start it, and there's still slaves in Africa today. Well, and that it was actually the Republican Party that, Ended slavery, ended right. slavery. Exclusively. Exclusively. And the Democratic Party was virtually exclusively opposed to the ending of slavery. That's why they later enacted Jim Crow. I mean, that's where the Ku Klux Klan came from. And that's, I mean, that's been my, I've, 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 I've offered this as an opinion for many, many years now that groups like Black Lives Matter, and, and we're not going to go into any more detail, but groups like Black Lives Matter are modern day Ku Klux Klan. I don't care how many black folks are out there on the front lines fighting for social justice, if you tell other people their opinions don't matter because of the color of their skin and listen to what we have to say, and if you don't support us, then you're racist, this is essentially what the Ku Klux Klan did. The only difference is, see, the Ku Klux Klan, they lynched white people and black people. They attacked white people who didn't agree with them 
and they attacked white people who didn't believe that they were superior because of the color of their skin or because of their wealth or whatever they own. The Ku Klux Klan does the opposite, sort of. They use black people as a shield, and if you don't BLM agree with does them... the opposite? Yeah, BLM does the opposite, excuse me. BLM does the opposite. They use black folks as a shield to generate that... It's like Antifa. They put old people on the front lines in wheelchairs. I mean, that, which just that is the, that the people that do that are the scum of the earth. You don't put old people in wheelchairs and crippled people on the front lines and then physically assault somebody. And then when that person defends themselves, you video them pushing the crippled person out of the way to defend themselves against you who has a gun or has whatever these like a knife. I mean, the people that do that are degenerate and people that do that are the reason why crime is skyrocketing to levels that haven't been seen in decades in the United States. Prior to 2019, crime rates had plummeted since the 70s and the 80s, and now they're increasing again because of all the social unrest, most of which is massively generated by the media. So it's like it's like a bait and switch. It's like the kids in high school. Someone gets hit, they respond, they're the one that gets in trouble. We're not picking a fight. This is, this is how we conclu- conc- uh, can conclude the show tonight, I think. We're not picking a fight, and you said something to me you know, when you were going to go back to work, you said something about how you're like, I don't, what, what did you say? Like, I don't want to cause problems or it's embarrassing or. Oh, about returning. Yeah. Yeah. I think I said I, I was nervous and you were like, don't be nervous. Like they're wrong. Right. They should be embarrassed. They should be worried. That's right. So I if, was, I was nervous because I was like, this is going to paint a target on my back. Like people are going to question why I worked for a day and then was gone for two weeks and then the policy changed and now I'm suddenly back. So that and that's I mean, that is something I think that, that that needs to be conveyed. Like, yeah, you felt like, oh, this is embarrassing or this is uncomfortable. And, and maybe I'm not saying it isn't. But the fact is, these people are doing something wrong and they're doing it to you. Never feel embarrassed. I'm not, I'm not talking to to you. I'm talking to the audience. Like if I can give you any advice or any motivation do not allow people to, to make you feel as if you're doing something wrong when you know that you're right, especially when you have the law in your hands and on your side. Do not let people demean you and degrade you and make you feel inhuman, make you feel as if you don't exist, which is what people have just said to me because they can't argue points. They can't argue facts. They've literally just said Ryan doesn't exist. Ryan's a Nazi. Ryan's a white supremacist. Ryan's a misogynist. And when you saw what happened at the co-op, I mean, people just made stuff up about me to get me fired. And your child. And called, yeah, called my son Fox, you know, a Nazi for, for whatever. I mean, he does have a good haircut and he's <laughs> he's pretty suave, but I, how's he a Nazi? Doesn't make any sense. The, the two different girls at that store lied about me to get me, fi- well, three actually lied about me to get me fired. One of them was hysterical. One of them lied on video. And there's a video of of basically her just completely doing the opposite of what she said she did. And I mean, I was proven right in the end of all those circumstances, but that's the same kind of person who puts grandma on the front lines to be attacked by Antifa. That's the same kind of, or through Antifa, that's the same kind of person who screams and yells at a black person in an elevator, Black Lives Matter, while assaulting that person and trying to segregate them because they don't want them on the elevator, all under the guise of you could spread some disease to me, which I'm pretty sure is also what the old school racists and slave owners actually used to do. Black people were inferior for a lot of reasons, but black folks also spread disease, and that's where AIDS comes from. Black people having sex with monkeys. It's the same thing. Same thing in Nazi Germany, too. Same thing in Nazi Germany, same thing in fascist Italy, et cetera, yeah. Degenerates, imbeciles, people that are just the dregs of society, and, and this is literally revamping 
that atrocious human history, no matter where it took place in Europe and Asia and Russia and the United States, we call the United States now, just abhorrent, egregious human history that I thought, I thought we got all over all of this and I thought we built a better world. But apparently some people don't want to live in a better world. They want to destroy the world we built and build back better on the ashes of the old world. And that's what this is all about. That's why the mask is a symbol of not only compliance, it's a symbol of dehumanizing and degrading the individual because your carbon dioxide is poisonous to the planet. And it doesn't matter if carbon dioxide doesn't really make up much of the atmosphere. They just tell you that it does anyway. It doesn't really matter if you're a white woman screaming at a black man on an elevator to get off because she doesn't want to ride it with you because you're dangerous and poisonous. She just screams Black Lives Matter, and hey, it's okay. This needs to stop, and we stop it with common sense and logic. We stop it with keeping a, a straight head, knowing that we're right, knowing the law. And, no, and not, I'm not talking about like some perceived corruption of you know a legal system that doesn't work. I'm talking about the law, the law of nature. Call it the law of God. Each individual is entitled to the same liberties. It doesn't matter the color of their skin, their sexual preference, etc. Our laws protect against that in this country. Our Constitution protects against that in this country. It was a revolutionary idea at a time when slavery was the primary function of all societies in the world. And our culture, our society, has moved drastically away from that. Some people wish to keep our society in that, unfortunately malfunctioning, but highly controlling environment. So when we talked about this mask thing with Hope tonight, in the end, not only did you win, but you got paid out of it too. Nice vacation. You got a nice vacation. So there's the silver lining in it. Do not let these people make you feel embarrassed. Do not make these people feel as if you're wrong. You're right. Don't be embarrassed. They're wrong and they should be embarrassed. Do you have anything that you want to close on? I'm just proud that stood up for myself because in the past I haven't and I, I credit a lot of that to you. So thank you. I appreciate that. And I, I know that you always have it in the past. I would never say something like that unless you brought it up. So I'm, I'm being very incredibly proud that you were able to stand up for yourself and you've been so confident about it throughout the whole thing. And now I feel like you're even more confident now. I'm just over it. <laughs> I'm over it. I, I'm not gonna continue to do something when I know that it's just going to dig us into a deeper hole. Right. And then on top of that, you've got like, you've got the CDC just open. I mean, this is in the New York times. The CDC says cloth masks don't protect against the virus. The centers for disease control just is just coming out and saying like, look, we don't really abide by the science now. Uh, I mean, this is also the New York times, January 17th. Uh, The science is incomplete. Uh, That's our best advice for now. And they're saying that what was once considered insufficient evidence, that's now the basis for the recommendations. And then, of course, uh, you know, we we just uh, this is according to the CDC director. We skipped much of the traditional scientific process. So all the people that are like pro science, science is real. Science is real. Well, it is real. But you you apparently don't know what science is because science is ever changing. It can't be both solid, absolute and then also changing by the day. And all the recommendations and policies and mitigation techniques just change by the minute. It doesn't make any sense. And that's the point. It's not supposed to make any sense. It's supposed to make you feel like you're stupid. It's supposed to make make you feel like you're embarrassed and you don't know what you're talking about. So people can keep going and doing what they want to do to control your mind, body, and soul. That's what it's all about. But if you fight back against it, there is a solution to those problems. So I appreciate it coming on the show, staying up late tonight. And I also appreciate you telling the story. And I appreciate 
And I'm proud that you were able to stand up for yourself in the midst of all that. Cause I mean, you know, I know it's, it's traumatizing <laughs> to have to go through all that. Anyway, though, this is the secret teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. This is hope. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I uh, hope that you get some sleep because I got to stay up a little bit longer. You can just go jump in, go jump into bed right now. I will. All right. Well, this is The Secret Teachings, the archive on the website at thesecretteachings.info. Subscribe to the show there. Support the show. Buy one of my books. That's the only way that we stay on air and can continue to do what we do five nights a week here on The Fringe. rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you in the next broadcast. Bye.